Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby, founder of Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. Today, I am speaking with Sam Welch of Welch Tuning Systems. Thanks for joining me today, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I wanted to start with uh, having you tell us a little bit about who you are and what Welch Tuning does. Uh, so I am the founder and CEO. Uh, before I started this company, I worked full-time as a blacksmith and uh, been playing drums most of my most of my life. Um, the company, uh, basically I had this idea and um, of a simpler way to tune drums and um, been working on it for the last couple of years. And so we basically created this system that replaces uh, tension rods and you know, uh, brings it down to a single point of, point of adjustment to tune the whole drum. And that, that's, uh, that's how we're, how we're coming to market, you know, is, is just with this tuning system. And I'm sure that it's open to open the doors for more products in the future as well. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Uh, I, when I was, I saw this, uh, when we came up to your booth at NAMM, we were just like, seriously, this would be phenomenal. I am sick of carrying around a whole bag full of tuning keys <laughs> to manage to keep my drums sounding good based on, you know, their travel, based on their environment they're in, the moisture, everything changes so rapidly that um, this was just like, oh my God, one single key. This is great. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we've all been there losing our drum keys and there are so many factors. And really, we just we just think it's, you know, tuning drums is way harder than it really needs to be. So <laughs> we sought out to solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like in grade school and everything, you know, you, you just get started on the drums. They tuning is kind of part of the curriculum and um you it's not like you're inducted into that by getting your first golden drum key and say don't lose this now and this is how you'll get through life is by having this drum key um <laughs> 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 uh, but you know I, i've i've grown to gotten a little collection of them you know and some of them have are, you know are functional and some of them are almost like jewelry. I have one that's, you know, very pretty and has like a, it go around my neck. I mean, it doubles as a necklace, but you know, they're, they're very uh, easy to lose, but um, you know, having that built right into the kit and having complete control without tension rods just sounds like an absolute godsend for a lot of drummers. Yeah. Well, I know I've done it, you know, that's what it's done for myself. You know, the, that's where this whole thing has gone as I kind of solved the problem for myself because I was, um, you know, I, I was a working drummer, kind of a, a semi-professional drummer, if you will, because I was playing bars and a lot of small clubs, a lot of restaurants. Um, I live in Denver, so there's, you know, obviously a huge fluctuation in uh, climate here, you know, it'll be, mm -hmm. 70 degrees one day and 10 degrees the next day. So, you know, I would, uh, I'd play gigs all over the state. And, um, you know, a lot of times I just didn't have the time to properly tune them, you know, and I would throw some gaff tape on them or some bunch of moon gels, you know, to try to hide it because I couldn't get them to sound quite right before a gig or, um, or I'd spend a bunch of time tuning them at home 
show up to the gig and they sound completely different because you know we all know that drums sound different in each room mm-hmm. um, and you know so it was something that i was constantly fighting and so i solved that problem for myself and now i'm just hoping that you know we can get this out there to everybody and 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 do the same thing that's done for me and just allow you to you know not have that one drum that's always sounding bad or that you have to really muffle it out because for whatever reason it has some weird sound to it you know now your whole kit can sound the way you want it to every time and you don't have to spend hours making it happen you know yeah. <laughs> you can tune between songs if you want to it's it's pretty cool <laughs> so can you explain a little bit about how it works um you know we kind of saw how the the um cabling system um is set up uh, if you see a picture of it and i'll share a picture in the show notes with this and of course link to your website but i'm um, just kind of uh, for people listening just kind of what uh what it looks like or what it or how it works yeah definitely uh so you know we all know for a single drum you can have up to 20 points of adjustment you have all those tension rods and essentially what we did is we we took the tension rods out we got rid of all of the casings on the drum shell uh, so it's actually a pretty much a floating system because you don't have all this hardware on the shell anymore. And uh, we're using standard hoops. Uh, so basically, the holes in the hoop where your tension rods would go through, uh, we have created a pulley assembly that attaches to that rim. And um, so you have all these pulley assemblies around the drum, just like you would your tension rods, but they're attached to the hoop, not to the shell. And then we used a upright base worm gear system, a tuning machine from an upright base. And we created a special, um, you know, adaptive bracket for that and, um, and a custom winding post. You know, we definitely had to do some engineering to make this happen. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, it tunes just like a bass guitar. Uh, the cable just runs from hoop to hoop. So you're, you're tensioning both hoops at the same time. Uh, so you're getting even head tension, um, or identical tension on the top and the bottom. And then it's going right to the worm gear. So uh, just, you know, with a couple of turns, you can change the, you know, the whole sound of the drum. It makes it really easy to find the sweet spot. You know, it's like, I feel like as drummers, you know, we have two big, um, two big things that are hard to achieve. You know, the first one is getting even tension at all of those tension rods. And with a pulley system, its natural tendency is just to equalize pressure across that whole system. So you mm-hmm. get the equal pressure around the whole thing, top and bottom. You know, for me, the bottom heads, I would only touch them if something sounded seriously wrong. It was kind of a set it and forget it <laughs> type of thing. And then when I was tuning, I would just mess with the top ones. Um, but now you're actually tuning the whole drum at the same time. And then uh, the other thing is finding that sweet spot where the drum is really resonating clearly. You know, you don't have uh, any weird sounds coming out of it. And um, and with this system, you know, because everything's working as a whole now, uh, you, you don't have to tune the head separately. And a lot of times when you tune them separately, if they get a little too off from each other, you'll get all kinds of weird sounds out of it. And I think we've all experienced that. <laughs> um but now it's just acting as one unit, you know, one drum, one unit. You can hear the whole thing come up into tune as a whole. Um, and it really makes it a lot easier to get your drum sounding just the way you want. Um, and like I mentioned before, you can tune it to different keys now. You know, I was actually uh, playing around with my band the other night and uh, messing around with that and tuning to a triad that they were playing in. And um, 
you know, it got me very excited. It's just the, the possibilities of this because it's so quick. I think it really opens up kind of a new, uh, playability to the drums as well. So, um, again, it's just a very simple system. One adjustment tunes both heads at the same time. And, um, and definitely encourage you to check out the website, trying to give you as much of a visual as possible. But, um, you know, if it's not, not quite making sense, definitely, you know, go to our website, see the pictures, and I think it'll just click <laughs> as soon as you see it. Well, as a fellow drummer, for all those drummers that are listening, I will attest and give my endorsement. Uh, it will make your life a whole hell of a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's ironic that you didn't tell me before that the mechanism was actually a bass tuning peg. It, that, that goes right along with my whole, uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, it's almost like, you know, the guitar players either have a rack of guitars that are all tuned already for different songs or they're tuning on stage between songs while the vocalist is creating a story out of thin air. And this almost <laughs> is like giving the drummers that same ability. Like you want to just sit there now and wait for everybody to tune and talk. We can tune and tune with them and we don't, you know, we can actually have something to do now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times have we all sat there just kind of twiddling our thumbs? You know, I've seen some memes online where the, you know, the drummer's like knitting a sweater while the rest <laughs> of the <band's> sitting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah we've all been there and and you know you can still do that now you know if you want to just set them and forget them for the whole gig that's fine <laughs> you know you'll have great sounding drums regardless but if you want to take it that step further you know if you're playing a really say obscure song or something and you want to tune your drums to a certain triad within that you know, within that scale and it's, it's really pretty neat. Um, and I'm really curious to get this in the hands of drummers better than myself to see what they can really do with it. And, um, you know, to really hone in on that ability to tune so quickly. And that's actually something we noticed at NAM. you know, the beginner drummers were just like, wow, this is so much easier. And the pro drummers, and we had a lot of pros come by our, our booth and, um, which was really cool to see how excited they were about it um, because they could actually tune while they were playing, uh, which is pretty cool too. You know, they were holding the beat down and then changing the tone of their drums within that beat. And it just added this whole nother level um, that you, you just can't do on the standard tuning system. Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, I know you had mentioned to me one of the uh, uh, pros that had stopped by. Uh, is it, is it worth sharing that one? Uh, sure you know we had a lot of big names to stop by but yeah definitely the one that put on the biggest show was uh jonathan moffat uh he was michael jackson's drummer uh for 30 years they call him sugarfoot i mean uh, you know we can all hope to be as good of a drummer as that to have a name like sugarfoot yeah, totally. yeah I, I... <laughs> um but yeah i played with michael jackson for 30 years uh Elton John, uh, Madonna. I mean, it really doesn't get much bigger than that. And uh, it was so exciting to have him stop by the booth. Not only is he just a really nice guy and a killer drummer, um, but, you know, he, he, he checked out our product and then he sat down at the kit and he just put on a show. And that was... Uh, that was probably the highlight of the show for me. That was just so cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that is that is amazing to just yeah have that kind of uh, response to that kind of uh, visitor uh, this early in the game. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you know, and, until Nam, you know, um, our our website went public at the beginning of the year, but Nam was really our first 
let's show this thing to the world. You know, let's see what people think of it. Now, you know, when I had this idea, of course, I thought it was a good idea. And, you know, I built it and I, I recognized the immediate benefits myself. But, you know, a lot of times product developers or inventors can fall in love with their idea, but nobody else thinks it's that cool. Yeah. <laughs> so bringing it to NAM and getting that kind of response, you know, because I really did, this is something that I just really wanted to share with my fellow drummers um, because of the benefits it provided me and to get that reception, to see the jaw drop reaction of everyone when they came by the booth, to see them start talking about, all the different cool things they could do with it or how much it's make their life easier, uh, really just validated the whole idea. And, uh, and it was, it was incredible. You know, I don't think we could have asked for a better show and uh, better motivation to, uh, to really get this, you know, push this thing to market and, and get it out there as soon as we can. Yeah, definitely. And, and the whole, um, I think I might've mentioned this to you earlier about, um, up until now, it's it always felt like the only way you can make a drum sound really good is if you handed over the controls to the sound guy. Like unless they're <laughs> mic'd, you could not get them to do anything correctly. I, I I swear I've never in twenty years been able to find any sweet spot on those things, and it only <laughs> comes when the sound guy has got me wired up for a live show. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, so it's kind of uh, demotivating. Like, am I doing something wrong because I can't get this thing to sound good without a mic? <laughs> right. I know. I know. I mean, I've, I've thought the same thing myself. Um, and, you know, I know there's people out there that are just like total pros at tuning. I mean, the, the drum techs, right? Yeah. If only we could have a drum tech coming to each one of our gigs <laughs> and spending, you know, the hour it takes to properly tune a drum set to the room. Um, you know, but I know that most of us don't fall into that category and, and yeah, it's, you know, same kind of thing. The sound guy can always make it sound good out there, but I know myself, I've played gigs where there's just one drum that I couldn't even get it to sound good enough at the kit. And so I'd avoid that drum the whole gig, (laughs) 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 you know, it would have this weird ringing Doppler sound, you know, and, uh, you know, this weird vibration or something was wrong with it. And, um, and that's not right. You know, we, we, we practice our, our craft and we, um, you know, we put a lot of money into the drums that we buy and to have such a hurdle and to just making them sound good. you know, I think about, you know, we look at a guitar, you know, they've got five strings, they've got one knob per string. And then we get our drum set and, you know, I generally play on a five piece drum set and I think about it and it's like, just imagine if a guitar player had 20 points of adjustment or 20 knobs per string, it would seem absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, I feel like drums are one of the only instruments that takes as much skill to tune them as it does to play them. (laughs) And, um, you know, I never fully developed that skill myself you know the fact of the matter is i've been playing a long time for the most part i could get my drums sounding pretty good but they were never consistently sounding exactly the way i wanted them and then when it comes to the miking too you know while the sound guys can certainly um you know perform their magic on the sound that's a pain for them too and so one of the tests that we did prior to nam 
is you know for one we tried this uh this system in different rooms to see how easily it could tune into the rooms and such and um and then we mic'd them up as well i was very curious to see uh the reaction from a sound engineer's point of view um because they hear different things you know they're throwing a mic right on that drum and they might mm -hmm. hear something different than what i'm hearing sitting behind the kit and uh i was very happy to find out that these were some of the easiest drums they've ever mic'd because they provide such a, a clean and clear sound again those heads aren't fighting each other at all you know the top head the butt and the shell are all working as one so they really put off this really just clean and clear sound and that does translate through the microphones actually if you look at our videos online uh, you know, we've bootstrapped this whole thing. So I had some friends that uh, are professional sound engineers and they did the miking and recording for me. Uh, but then it was kind of up to me for any post-production. Well, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, the audio tools to, you know, adjust the levels and stuff. So all those videos you see online, those are just a raw recording. That's just right from the soundboard. It just sounds great without any of that extra compression or wizardry that they do, <laughs> you know, to make the drums sound good. Uh, and and so and and that's part of why I wanted to is you know uh, the goal with this is to provide drummers with you know just a very well working product. So I didn't want to I didn't want to spend the time after those videos to make them sound differently. I wanted to show you exactly how those drums sound. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll be, uh, saving not only drummers time, but sound engineers as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, before, I mean, technically, if you think about it before this, there was really no way besides the soundboard to get a drum to have a perfect sounding sound that like mimicked having two drum heads that would work together. I mean, if you imagine doing that manually, like, okay, I think my bottom head is exactly the same tension as my top head. That pretty much is impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, th there's a lot of great products out there to try to help with that, you know. Trust me, I own all of them. <laughs> I've got the tune bot. I've got the, what do you call it, the drum dial. There you go. And, um, you know, and, and those, are, those are great tools, but I found that I never brought them to gigs, for one, because I really didn't have the time to sit there with each drum, you mm -hmm. know, it's like generally I'd have, you know, maybe 45 minutes to set up, you know, something like that. And then the, the sound guy is miking my kit before I even have my cymbals out of the bag. <laughs> you know, oh, God. They do, they do that uh, to everybody. I, I think it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, so again, there's, there's great tools out there to help with that, but just in an, in a practical scenario, I, I feel like, it it is close to impossible. At least it was for myself, and I know it is for a lot of drummers. Again, you know, I know that there's people out there that are very good at tuning. I've I've you know never had the experience of learning from any of them. It's like I, I think that no matter what to do it right, you got to take time. Um, mm -hmm. And 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 so it's it's one of those things where I definitely believe it's possible. It's just for the average drummer who's um, average working drummer who doesn't have that tech there we just don't have the the hour to spend <laughs> you know um and not only that you know but i really noticed the tuning to the room you know where like i would i get my drum sounding perfect at home and then they'd sound completely different in a different room uh so yeah um 
again, it's one of those things. I don't think it's impossible, but we've made it a heck of a lot easier. I can definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. That's where uh, you kind of envy guitar players because the guitars, I mean, they may have a little bit of fluctuation per room, but I think they probably are a little bit more standard than, or maybe less affected by room and by moisture, but I'm sure there's some, some level of that, but it, it just doesn't cross my mind as something that would be affected that as quickly as a drum head is. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, as far as guitars and, and such, you know, uh, it probably follows the same principles where, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure about the size of the room difference, but certainly the, um, you know, the climate stuff, you know, if your instrument gets cold and then warms back up, that's going to mm-hmm. kind of change things. Um, but again, I mean, guitar to, to, uh, guitars tune between every song anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> and so they're able to bring it back to where it needs to be whenever they want to. We don't have that luxury, <laughs> you know. Um, and, you know, I'd love to see the science behind the drum contracting and, and expanding because um, it's amazing how big of a difference that can make. And and then when you've got 20 different points of adjustment, it's so hard to figure out which one, you know, which one of these lugs is causing all of my problems. Cause it usually comes down to one of them is just, uh, is just not working with the rest of them, you know? <laughs> exactly. And just, yeah, the way the, the drums are always shifting depending on their, their environment and you're, you're adding the tension of the tension rods, you know, what, what's, which one's forced and which one's more naturally fit. And I mean, there's no way to really know any of this stuff with, you know, maybe the drum dial or something like that would help. But, um, Mm -hmm. this may be like, you know, where, where you have them all attached to the same thing and you know that the natural physics of this system will gravitate toward equal pull at every point mm-hmm. without human interaction, you know, that, that takes out a whole level of um, complexity or manual labor that, you know, just let nature take its course. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, a drum is so simple in a way, you know, we've made it so complicated to mm-hmm. tune, but it's, it's two heads and a shell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and I'll have, to, I have to say ever since I, you know, um, received the final prototype for this, you know, I have it on the, the kit that I brought it, brought to Nam is, is sitting at my house and I get to play it every day. I'm very lucky for that, you know, lucky, lucky you indeed. <laughs> and my other drum sets are like, you know, the, um, the misfit toys now because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to tune them anymore. You know, I've got a couple of really nice kids, but they're just kind of sitting lonely in the corner now because I really <laughs> have no urge to try to tune those kids anymore. <laughs> because Sugarfoot did not touch them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's some magic in this one now. <laughs> there, there is history now in, in that drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, how long was this? Um, like, I don't, I don't remember if you said for sure. Uh, when did this become an idea, and how long has it been in development? Uh, so I first had the idea about three years ago. I was actually, uh, I had a little drum school. I was trying to play drums full time, uh, kind of trying to get away from the blacksmith work. Uh, it's pretty hard on the body. So mm-hmm. I had this little drum school, and um, and I was playing a lot of gigs and stuff, and uh, you know, kind of have the light bulb moment. Just like, I wonder, there's got to be a better way. I wonder if this will work. And I, uh, so that was about three years ago. And, 
you know, I didn't really have any background in, in, you know, taking an idea to a product before. Um, I guess I did in a way, you know, uh, being a blacksmith, I, I kind of understood a process, but you know, I didn't swing a hammer to create these pieces. So, it was yeah. a little different. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I started building my team, you know, I, I had this, I thought it was a great idea and, um, I mocked it up. I went to home Depot and, and, you know, kind of hacked something together just to see if the concept worked and it did. And, uh, so hmm. I was like, okay, I think I've got something here. Uh, had, had a couple of good friends that are engineers. So I brought it to them and, uh, and, and one of them, or they both thought it was great, but one of them was willing to actually help me with it, <laughs> which was, <laughs> and, uh, and then a friend of a friend was a attorney actually, and he, and a musician. So he understood the benefit and he hopped on board. So, uh, so, you know, I've just built this small team and, over the last three years, we went through the patent process. We have a utility patent on it. Now we have other patents pending as well. And, um, you know, with the engineer, he was able to do the CAD drawings. You know, I, I, I did my best to give him a little 2D drawing of what I was looking for. Um, but then he did all the work to, you know, make this into a manufacturable product. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's one of these things where I look back and it's like, wow, it's taken a while to get to this point. But there's been so many steps and so many, you know, different versions, you know, little things that we needed to tweak and uh, 3D prints and prototypes and such. And, you know, now to just have a finished product or at least uh, the finished prototype on that kit that we brought to NAMM, um, you know, was pretty amazing, you know. So over these last last three years, we've been working on it and uh, we hope to be in market um, within the next year. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'd definitely be online for one of those, um, especially if I get back to playing live. I mean, right now, it might be a little bit, uh, you know, like, well, might be a little bit jumping the gun just because it's just in my basement. I don't get to use it much. <laughs> sure. but, but I think, you know, when it, you start to change rooms more often and it's, um, uh, you know, becomes a little bit more of a, a performance thing and it's, I, I, I'm like, hey, I would love to have that. <laughs> it just seems like such a improvement over, you know, having the, those drab toms all the time. And now did they, you had one for snare too, right? Uh, yeah, I had on, I have it on the snare too. Now that was the biggest experiment actually. You know, I figured the system would work well on the kick drum and the tom toms, but I know a lot of drummers like to, um, you know, like really crank up the bottom head compared to the top head. Or uh, I know a lot of drummers will detune a couple of the lugs and get this kind of, um, I don't know how you would describe that sound. But anyway, you know, I know that snare is a little bit more customized, but I thought, why not? You know, I got to, I got to at least try it. Right. I gotta yeah. See how it, how it does on a snare. And I was amazed at Nam how many people were just complimenting the snare sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really works great you know it kind of goes a little bit against what i've normally done with my own snare drums because i've been one of those guys where i i heard somebody else say yeah crank up the bottom head so i started doing that i didn't really have any other reasons other than that <laughs> i was just wanting my snare drum to sound good and i'd have to say that's probably true with all of my drums you know i used to tune the bottom heads a little higher than the top just because i felt like it was a little easier to tune but at the end of the day all I wanted was my drums to sound good. <laughs> I yeah. really care how I got there, <laughs> as long as they sounded good. Um, but the snare was a, a pleasant surprise to me because, you know, what this allows you to do is to, it's like carrying 10 different snares with you. You know, um, you can, 
you can just totally detune it and just be at this, you know, kind of fat, wet sound one song and then crank it up, uh, you know, as tight as you want and uh, have this really tight, funky sound the next song. And um, I was really uh, surprised by how many people just gravitated to the snare because that was the big, biggest experiment. Uh, so that was that was pretty neat. And I have to say, I, <laughs> the snare is definitely one that I fought with. <laughs> you know, I fight with the tom toms on the old system, um, but the snare drum too was was the one that I'd always have a bunch of tape or a bunch of stuff all over the drum heads to make it sound good. Yeah, you know, I'd have some kind of weird ringing and stuff. And actually, I was talking to a couple of the guys at the Remo booth, the Remo drum heads at, at the Nam show. And we were talking about that, um, you know, all the stuff put on the drum head and, and how it kind of kills the sound, you know, while it might sound good to sound okay to the drummer, you know, it's taking out um, all the tones that really travel, you know, and, um, and what the audience hears and stuff. And, you know, I was like, well, that's interesting because I don't know about much about the science of the heads, you know? Yeah. And then one of them said, he put it pretty clearly. He's like, you know, if you're meant to put a bunch of tape all over the drum heads, we'd, 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 um, we'd sell them that way. (laughs) 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 That's that's a really good point. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, so again, you know, now I really, unless I want to heavily muffle it, I don't put anything on any of the drums now. And, and I definitely noticed that difference. Um, you know, not having all that stuff constricting the sound. It really, uh, they really just boom. It's, it's, it's really pretty, pretty fun to experience for yourself. Yeah. That's, that's great to hear. I mean, I've never been a fan of the gels. Um, I usually have tried to avoid like the top head rings. It's usually the only thing I use for like the snare, but the, my usual answer for the snare was to just tighten the snares. I mean, I, I didn't, I never, I don't know if anyone ever shared with me that, Oh, you should probably tighten the bottom head. I always just tighten the snares cause then I would hug the head more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I've always been a, a huge fan of more of a crisp, not quite a marching snare, but you know, I still prefer a really sharp attack on my snare. And when it gets, when it starts to cut, get some of that buzz when it, without the ring and, um, uh, without the plastic ring on the head, not the actual sounding ring, but, um, it just kind of started to annoy me a little bit. And, um, knowing that this could, you know, kind of naturalize the sound of a snare is really appealing. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was a pleasant surprise, <laughs> you know, um, you know, again, I expected to work on all the other drums, but for it to work this well on the snare, and and so many people commented on it. They're just like, you know, I was across the hall, I could hear that snare drum. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like that sounds great. <laughs> and well, that- I really, I really attribute it to that. Um, not having a bunch of stuff on the snare drum. You know, I think that makes a huge difference. Aside from the even tuning, you know both heads being in tune with each other. I think just being able to free that snare up really makes a big difference. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wish I had tried the snare. Um, we only tried the one you had out front at the booth. We didn't get behind the kit at all, but, yeah. um, I kind of regret not trying the snare now. Cause that's, that sounds like uh, it was a popular one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we plan on being at the, uh, you know, the next winter Nam. um, 
you know, I think we're still deciding if we're going to be at Summer Nam or not, but uh, we'll definitely be at the next winter one. So you'll have another chance to, uh, to check that out. And then, um, you know, obviously once we're, once we're to market with it, you know, we'll, we'll get you into a full setup. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, uh, what was the website that listeners could uh, check out to uh, see more of the product? Sure. It is a, it's a Welch tuning systems.com. And we have a lot of videos up there. Um, you know, you can also look us up on YouTube for Welch tuning systems. Um, we've got uh, Instagram and Facebook, you know, the usual social media outlets. You can just search Welch tuning systems. Uh, but yeah, that, that website really have everything you want. Um, you know, it's got a, uh, some history about it. There's a frequently asked questions page and then we've got a bunch of videos uh, demonstrating like how easy it is to change the heads. That was a, you know, one question a lot of people had at the show. Um, and we put a video up to show you how easy that is. It's just like, it's kind of a mix between changing a guitar string and lacing up your shoe. And, um, yeah, so again, it really alleviates some pain in that side of things as well. Uh, so definitely encourage you to come and check out the videos. And if you have any questions that are answered on the, um, on the frequently asked questions page, then feel free to reach out to us too. You know, we're, we're, we're here to answer anything we can for you and, uh, just kind of help educate people of, uh, what we have here. Um, and, uh, you know, keep moving forward with this and try to spread the word. You know, we're a brand new company. So, you know, if you think it's cool, share it with your friends, you know, help us get the word out there. Um, cause you know, we're, we made this for, made this for drummers. So if, if there's a drummer in your life, you think could benefit from this, you know, please share it with him. He will love it. I promise <laughs> from a drummer to other drummers, they will love it. <laughs> Well, very cool. Um, yeah, I'll post a link to your website and uh, some of your social media channels in the show notes uh, after this is published. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you th- joining me today. This has been great. Um, your product is awesome. And I look forward to you guys getting to market here um, whenever that may be. Um, I, know, I know we don't know yet. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to Behind the Backline brought to you by Active Media. You can find Active Media at active.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes to learn more about great products and leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media and we'll see you next time. Take care. Take care.